Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about how the Crucible is hurting right now. A lot of things are leading to players disengaging at pretty high numbers, and uh, I wanted to talk about this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Uh, we usually do these talks in the mornings. I stream Monday through Friday, so if you want to be a part of these, around 8 a.m. Eastern is when these hit. So if you want to come in, YouTube, hit like, subscribe, hitting the little bell button. All that stuff uh, is a great way to help me out. So the Crucible is hurting now people are gonna say oh you don't play you have no right to talk about it you know I, I get a lot of gatekeeping anytime I try to talk about crucible but in general this is gonna be more from a, a structural standpoint as well as talking about cheating so I do want to start out by talking about it's just a meat grinder there's not a good ritual grind uh, this season for crucible in season of dawn uh, second obelisks are key I want to I want to really stress that Zavala and Shax and other sort of ritual NPCs the weekly daily ritual NPCs they need to have quality of life things that look similar to what the obelisks got and because of that I'm actually going to put myself in front of one for the sake of the talk and Nessus is one that works consistently so we're going to go there lastly I want to address cheaters what's going on with cheaters we're seeing some disturbing tweets about people playing for hundreds of games and nothing happening uh, and we're, we're seeing videos from other content creators and stuff addressing the fact that it's a really really miserable uh, experience right now in Crucible so let's just start though from from the standpoint of it's just a meat grinder you know why a lot of people might not be able to empathize or understand why players are frustrated at the lack of pinnacle weapons or the lack of a reason to grind or ritual weapons being way too easy to get uh you know there's a bit of a change and that that's kind of frustrated people from a standpoint of it's just a meat grinder my point is is that you really need the npc you know in this case it'd be shacks he needs a quality of life pass you got to pass over him for quality of life. His day-to-day, week-to-week, and seasonal grind is non-existent. And I think that's in in dire straits right now for Crucible. That is a huge, huge need. When you're playing PvE, there's plenty to do. Grinding the four obelisks, getting bounties from Ava, getting bounties from Saint, getting bounties from the planets, grabbing bounties from you know Zavala and grinding those as well. There's a lot that you can do to, to level up the artifact and the seasonal pass and getting the obelisks and then going into the sundial, the brand new activity with all these brand new guns to chase, all these brand new rolls to chase, a brand new grenade launcher type. So PvE has the daily, weekly, and even seasonal grind really, really in, in a great place right now. But the PvP, you're just sort of like, why would I log in day-to-day, week-to-week, and season-to-season? I think this is a risk, given that seasonal content's a la carte, it's only $10. What's going to really motivate Crucible players to log in each time? It's a sizable amount in the community prior to Season of Dawn. Prior to Season of Dawn, they were averaging a million players a day, and PvP has dropped significantly. Last couple times we were able to check it, it was at like half a million players a day. So like half the community just kind of stopped playing very quickly. The linear fusion was a lot easier to get or even unappealing to a lot of people. The lack of that ritual long burn pursuit for the season just is not there. Even when it was a pinnacle weapon that maybe people complained about the grind, at least that was something that kept them logging in week to week and day to day to slowly make progress on and that's just not happening this season 
And I understand why Bungie did it. I know why they had to get rid of pinnacle weapons. I know why they had to make their ritual weapons a little bit easier to grind for. I don't disagree with those decisions, but those decisions combined with a lack of a lot of newness and updates for Crucible, I think is hurting. I do want to say we don't want to overlook what Bungie has done. They have made significant changes in Shadowkeep to the layout of Crucible, to the hoppers and to the play and to the playlist modes. And then they put 3v3 elimination in the Crucible labs. They are doing things, but the that ritualistic grind is just not there it just ends up feeling like a meat grinder it's just game after game with no real reason no real progress no real fun being had they've compounded this problem as well with the way that the matchmaking works we've had videos put out there by guys like wish you luck and others addressing just how terrible it feels to play right now you get bad players put on your team that's not good for the bad players experience to feel like they're getting put on a team that is that is then getting shellacked by the others uh and it creates a a very very unfun environment skill-based matchmaking is obviously another big point of criticism it doesn't lead to good experiences for your most dedicated players uh they honestly end up feeling punished for playing well even if they're you know even if they're of a more mediocre skill level even someone at my skill level ends up feeling the pain of skill based matchmaking and the removal of pinnacles and the and the quick ritual grind was kind of double damage it's like you guys made some changes you made some updates you made some updates to shadow keep but then you kind of undercut any progress you made by making changes to matchmaking that's frustrating people there's no long burn grind for a pinnacle weapon it, it you know and the and the ritual grind grind is really really fast and it's a linear fusion there's a lot of factors there that i believe kind of like laid waste to any progress or any sense of momentum they were starting uh, to have and we haven't even talked about cheaters yet so I'll, I'm talking about a lack of a grind a lack of a ritual a lack of a desire to draw you know, to, to sign in every day matchmaking is really really miserable whether you're talking about the team balancing or skill based matchmaking all those things are leading to a very unfun experience and I've not even talked about the cheaters yet that's for the end of the video so obelisks are the key let's just talk about obelisks I think that's a good place to go next for the sake of a ritualistic daily, weekly, seasonal grind should look like the obelisks, okay? I believe Shacks needs to look like this every season. There are ranked rewards. You highlight them, and it tells you. You get this at rank 9, you get this at rank 28, whatever, and you go down further. You wouldn't need sundial links, but I think bounties and weapon frames would be a big, big win. You could have a couple of weapons every season that you could grind for at Zavala if you're really, really wanting to. I'm sorry, Shax. If you're really, really wanting specific rolls on guns, that's a really great way to pursue them. They could have done that with some of the world drop weapons like the old-fashioned. Next season, you know, you could rotate in some weapons you know, to, to Shax that are from year one and go for those fun random rolls give you that intentionality of pursuit the weapon frames up here could influence what's down here you get to rank 100 and then maybe there's ornaments for the weapons that you've earned that season uh, as much as I defend the Eververse the Eververse is kind of bursting at the seams you could even grab a couple of you know one one ghost a ship uh, a shader and a, and a sparrow pull them out of there they would be exotic level they would take a lot of grind they would take a lot of de- you know dedication to slowly level up and play and 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 fulfill that sort of seasonal grind you could also add something new I called objectives pull them right out of the triumphs but make them a little bit easier to see and just put them right here you can have daily weekly and monthly and seasonal objectives if you complete those objectives every day season or week or whatever there's extra stuff maybe get extra XP bonuses so the people that really stay on top of the horse really really you know speedily get the cool things and the and the dope rewards and giving you that sense of ritualistic engagement so it's not so much of a meat grinder there's a sense of progression there's also a sense of reward if you've got 
got frames, there's a sense of reward with the guns dropping, and then the seasonal rank would give you a sense of progression. The two things that really, really drive people to log in and play day-to-day, week-to-week, and month-to-month is a sense of reward and a sense of progression. Crucible is completely and utterly lacking that right now, so from a logistical standpoint, I believe this is how the NPCs for both Shaxx and Zavala should look, but I'm not going to really focus on PvE because we're getting a lot of love anyway for the $10 seasonal content. Lastly, let's talk about cheaters. What in the heck is going on? I, I don't... I don't think I've ever seen it quite like this. Now, I know when Fortnite first came out and Apex first came out, they had their own little wrestling match with cheaters, but they were constantly addressing it and talking about it, and I've seen very little, if not anything, from Bungie about this. There was a tweet that went viral of a team blatantly cheating, and the guy showed their stats in the Twitter thread. They had been doing it for over 160-some-odd games. There was no doubt about it. These guys were cheating and using some type of teleport bot, aimbot, cheat thing, and nothing's happening. I don't understand... Why are there not things in place? If there, if if you, if you can't put it in place, at least tell us we're working on it. We know this is frustrating. Your best course of action is to report the players here, because um, that, unfortunately, I think it can start to feel like a witch hunt when you make a video and you're like, this person was cheating. If you don't have definitive evidence, I think I love Wish and I appreciated what he said in his video. He was harsh. He did go at Bungie pretty hard, but unfortunately pointing out a player and saying this person's cheating without proof isn't the best way to approach this because it just ends up looking a little bit like a witch hunt. You're like, oh, this person's a cheater without definitive evidence. But unfortunately for Bungie, it shouldn't be our responsibility to basically be tattletales in the crucible to be like, this person's cheating. Let me go to Bungie.net and fill out a freaking form uh, and do homework. No, they should have things in place that detect this garbage and, and figure that this thing is out. Something is amiss. Something's going on. Some sort of extra software is running. These people with win and kill ratios that are completely uh, you know, un- unrealistic. Why is nothing being done? Why are they able to play that many games without anything happening? That seems like an absurd amount. If they got the game 15 or 20 I'd be a little bit more understanding but when they get into the hundreds of games I'm curious as to the fact that no red flags have gone off no reports have been submitted nothing has happened internally at Bungie to signal that something should be done to these players it's uh, to me it's it's kind of baffling for the number to get that high so I think Bungie needs to be communicating about this this needs to be on the docket for January you need to get out in front of this the way they're handling this right now I don't think is very good um having community managers blocking people you know i know bungie has blocked people before in the past on twitter for being too negative or too too toxic listen i don't think the job is to figure out who's being toxic or not toxic enough why are people so frustrated why are they getting angry why are they going on on you know vulgar laden you know rants and about the game why figure out why they're passionate they love the game and they're very very frustrated they're unhappy why are your player base numbers for crucible specifically dropping so dramatically they've got to get out in front of this what are your short-term goals what are your long-term goals we need to know in some generic sense at least what are your short-term and long-term goals for crucible i understand that there was going to be a renewed focus and they have made changes and they have done things but It certainly doesn't feel that way. It really, really feels like we are again in that silent treatment, weird place where people get really angry and say too much and then get in trouble and get on the naughty list. And then it's like, well, what's going on then? Are you actually going to address these things? Are you actually going to be, you know, updating these things? I believe presently cheaters and the lack of ritual grind are a gigantic threat to crucible trials or any PVP related content that they have loaded into the pipeline. If they have things that they want to do with trials, I 
Iron Banner or future Crucible things like, I don't know, Crimson Days, Crimson Doubles. The things that I've just outlined in this video, I believe are a significant threat to the Crucible and the Crucible player base, and these things need to be addressed sooner than later, and we at the very least need generic answers for the time being, as opposed to nothing, uh, as especially as we go into the Christmas break when we know they're going to be taking a bit of a break. So as always, we're going to transition to question and answer. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage or say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the crucible is hurting right now if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage or say no to rage.com those will bring you right to my twitch channel if you want to take part in these usually when i update my feeds podcasts and itunes and youtube and all that i'm live when that happens so if you want to come in be uh, that'd be a welcome thing. Also, there were people that I was going to run strikes with. I've got to kill five strike bosses and kill Cabal. If you guys want to join me now, that'd be great. Uh, BCB with the first question. How many other people are getting two or three items for the same armor weapon slot when turning in pinnacle gear bounties from Iron Banner? It defeats the purpose when grinding for a pinnacle level, and it doesn't pan out. Uh, or wait for the entire other banner wait. Then have to wait a whole other Iron Banner later in the season. This has been a consistent problem, okay? Um, you guys can't see the question. Thank you. Sorry. I forgot to take down that part of it. Um, I've already got people. Thank you. Anybody offering to help me out? Uh, I I would say that this has been a problem since... This has been a problem since Forsaken. However, it's not nearly as problematic now. So I don't want to overstate how frustrating this is, but it is frustrating. I want to affirm that it's frustrating. I want to affirm that it's kind of annoying, but leveling is way better than it's ever been. You don't like, we don't need necessarily smart RNG. You barely have to think about it. There's an abundance of sources for powerfuls and then you can backfill. Uh... Uh, in the realm of pinnacles, yes. If you keep getting the wrong one, hitting the wrong spot, it's really freaking irritating. Try going for pinnacles when your main source is the raid and you just keep getting uh, energy weapons one after another and you will know what I'm talking about. Um, there is a significant amount of you know of, of problems with that style of leveling. But given that they've, they've minimized that pain so much is why... I don't want to come down on it too hard because it's only pinnacles. It's not that necessary. The artifact is there as kind of a backstop of protection if you're getting bad RNG to give you some level bumps. So I'm 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 gonna point it out and be like, hey Bungie, since pinnacles are limited in their sources, maybe a little bit of smart RNG would go a long way so people don't feel like it's completely superfluous. It, it's one of those things where it, it betrays what it promises. It's like, hey, come do this thing for a, for a powerful bump, for you know, for a bump in your power. But then there's like this giant asterisk next to that. It's a pinnacle reward if it hits the right spot. That's a pretty big asterisk. I mean, that, that that's a that's a pretty big one, and I I don't think that that's helpful. I think it'd be better to say, you know, there's going to be low level smart RNG. There's only so many sources anyway. So I, I think that that would be a better call uh, in the grand scheme of in the grand scheme of leveling. What's it really hurting anyway? I mean, because in one breath I'm saying pinnacles don't matter that much, and the next breath I'm going to be like, and since they don't matter that much, wh- why the frick don't you you know put a little smart RNG on there, rub a little of the you know secret sauce on there, so that it's not so you know it's not so irritating 
to get a bunch of the same drops uh, in a row. Again, this isn't something I'm going to make an entire video dedicated to because in general, I had a video at the beginning of this season talking about how you know leveling is so much better, leveling is in such a better spot, and I don't I don't want to all of a sudden make it seem like that's not true because leveling has had uh, what I would consider to be a uh, a significant update uh, to it. And I think that is, that's not necessarily cause to overlook frustration, but it's definitely cause to be like, I don't want to overstate this because a lot of the player base is probably like, dude, leveling is better than it's ever been. Uh, You know, they don't, they don't need to do anything with it. Pinnacles are supposed to be a slow grind. I think the real truth of the matter is with Pinnacles, it wasn't meant to be something contained within a season, and then they did the plus twos, and then people didn't like that, you know, then people leveled up too fast, and then people leveled up too fast, so they had to do it again, and then it was just a plus ten, and I think that's, you know, they're they're kind of, uh, they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants a little bit with leveling is what it feels like, they're kind of adapting as they go, and I think this is one of the pieces of collateral damage that I find to be acceptable, given that I think leveling has gotten so many more improvements than it has detriments uh, sure Sharadsky says do you think that there should be other pinnacle rewards associated with PvP outside of Iron Banner this is one of the reasons that the call for trials is understandable uh, that there is no pinnacle endgame to crucible and iron banner to be fair doesn't really feel like endgame because it's match made and it's you know once a month so this is one of the reasons that people are like why do we need trials back Blah, trials was dumb you having a pinnacle you know aspirational piece of pvp content makes sense because there's a ton of that for pve players there's the dungeon there's you know the raid there are 980 levels of difficulty on nightmare hunts and nightfalls we get aspirational content all the time i mean we don't even have all of it yet because there's going to be a legend difficulty in the uh in the sundial mode so this is this is one of the reasons that they need to bring trials back because yes there should be sources of pinnacle rewards for you guys that grind crucible again this is something they, they could this is something that they could do with the crucible uh, vendor you know given that update given that thing that I talked about make him look like the obelisk uh, menu where the more you play the more you level up the better the rewards get things like that you could level him up to, the, to be you know maybe after he gets so high level, all of a sudden, there are now chances for pinnacle drops um, every big level. So whenever you're grinding and you're raising your rank or whatever in the Crucible, every time, not not the sub-levels where it's like, you know, Heroic 1, Heroic 2, Heroic 3, or whatever, they, whatever their titles are, uh, every big one could be basically a pinnacle drop. That's one pinnacle drop. And I know people be like, well, people grind like crazy. That could get a little absurd on the leveling. Again, pinnacle's only a 10 bump. So you always got to remember, we're not talking about... We're not talking about what we used to talk about, which was, you know, hitting max level. We're talking about something significantly uh, smaller and more minute and not nearly as important as, you know, leveling was in the past. So the more they minimize it, the more the more we can say it's not a big deal if you add smart RNG. It's not a big deal if you add more sources for pinnacles because it is such a small thing. Uh Legionless Gaming. Do you think the PvP community is hurting their relationship with Bungie and the community managers by the way they're going after them on social media to the point that valuable feedback won't be heard? I believe that there's shared blame here, but community managers can't make a messy bed and then get angry that the sheets aren't tucked in. Like, you can't block, you can't keep blocking people 
like YouTubers like Cruiser and Wish You Luck and others. You can't keep doing that. You're creating a tribalistic narrative. It's, oh, you got too mean, you said too many swear words, or, you know, and, and Dylan says people that spread general toxicity get, bl- like, blocked by him or whatever. I just, I, again, I'm not telling them how to do their job. I'm not telling them they have to drink from the fire hose of garbage that is the internet. Like, anytime anybody insults you or is mean to you, you just have to suck it up and deal with it. I'm not saying that, but to a certain degree, I feel like they keep making this messy bed. It's like, why are you blocking people? You could always mute them. You know, you're adding to this dialogue that if you're too critical or too negative, you get muted. People come in here all the time and say that to me because I don't get invited to community summits and we don't really know why. Um, and it's like, if, if, uh, if, if, th- if that continues to happen, people just come in here all the time and they're like, well, no, they only invite people that are yes men or positive and they don't invite people that are critical or negative. That's why people don't get invited. It's like, that's not true. Plenty of people get invited that are negative, but they're, they're creating that dialogue. They're creating this dialogue on this narrative that if you're too negative or too critical, you get blocked. And it's like, I, that's that's not helpful. Why even have community managers at that point? Why even have them? Just have forum moderators that delete toxic posts and, and remove people that are just being haters on the forums, and then that's the end of it. You don't need public-facing people and they're going to pick and choose people that get blocked or listened to or invited or, you know, and if you're a big enough streamer, you get slobbered on and, oh, they're going to come back and play your game, so you better, you better, you know, grease those wheels. It just ends up looking really, like I said this morning, you, you're creating this idea that you got to be big enough or positive enough to even have a voice at the table and then the rest of us are just getting on these weird seemingly arbitrary blacklists that's like what did we do to get there you know and nobody nobody seems to know nobody says anything and so you create you create this messy weird tribalistic environment and I I'm not and like I said there's shared blame like did Wish go pretty strong in his video and likely and likely lay the groundwork for somebody to say we're going to block this guy we're not going to listen to this guy sure he came at him pretty hard but what I said this morning was it's not about what the person says it's about why they're saying it it's about why they're saying it why is somebody getting this angry why is somebody getting this passionate why is somebody using language that is this strong is is in my in my mind a a bigger and more important question and again you give credence to a narrative when you block somebody that narrative gets no traction if you're never blocking anybody unless again if somebody wants to threaten an employee or go on a personal tirade attack sure but saying things like the crucible team should be fired or you know wish said that they had their heads up their rear ends and obviously he used colorful language i'm like you know is that is that too strong like where are we is this a preschool people are going to cuss and swear and they're going to say all sorts of colorful things when they get angry um i again I'm never going to tell you how to do your job. I think the mute button is a whole lot less problematic. You're not going to have people creating and furthering a narrative that you don't listen to negative feedback and that you you have like a list of people that you don't want to interact with because they're too negative or too critical. That that narrative just continues to get a foothold um, and to be like, oh, it's the Crucible community's fault. Well, wait a minute now. The the Crucible community has gotten little to nothing for over a year, and trials got taken out, and, you know, it's like... 
and they're getting irritated and now that they landed on steam now they have to deal with cheaters it's like i i don't know i feel really bad for the pvp community i feel like they just continue to get the short end of the stick and if they get too mad and and get angry then they get then they get in trouble and they get put in timeout and it's just like i i don't know i it to me to me, if you're if you're gonna have the, the crucible be in the state that it's in right now, that people are getting that upset, then the dialogue needs to shift and change a little bit. It shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't be going the way that it's going. Personally, that's why I, I don't know. Um, so this is ridiculous. You're probably one of the sanest uh, critiques I've ever heard about Destiny Two. Uh, Bungie.net, Reddit, and YouTubers, you're also often providing solutions. Why would anyone intelligent ignore such feedback is beyond me. Well, you can take my feedback and my ideas and implement them, because they have, but you don't have to interact with me and and give me, give me, you know, ego strokes on Twitter and invite me to events. You can still take my ideas. <laughs> it's not that hard. My videos are very, very well organized and titled and structured. <laughs> it's not hard at all to know what I think and to, and to glean from and to glean from my suggestions. Um, so I just when it comes to the Crucible, I think that the dialogue around Destiny Two just continues to be problematic. Cause you had like Lumi and Triple didn't get invited to the first summit, which made people feel very, very strange about what was going on. You know what was the what was the end goal? You know for the game. Um, and and now you've got more people that are taking issue with Crucible getting blocked because they were too mean. And I don't think it sets a good narrative. Should you be able to say whatever the frick you want to a community manager? No. Are community managers there to hear all voices and, and, and all feedback? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what they're supposed to be doing. And so the minute it seems like a voice or a feel isn't heard, it creates problems. There were tons of people this morning when we watched the video and they were like, I feel exactly the way that he feels. I'm not playing. I put the game down. And you can look at the community numbers to see in full force the fact that people are putting the game down. And when people resonate with something being said and then they see that person being blocked, it's kind of like, well, I guess our perspective doesn't, you know, isn't wanted. I guess our perspective is too harsh or too mean or too negative and it adds fuel to the fire of they only want to listen to the fake positivity which again isn't true anytime I've been passed over for a summit and not invited every single time people come in they're like this is ridiculous they only invite you know yes men and positive people and I'm like that's not true I don't appreciate you know people getting invited being insulted passively by being like well Lono you don't get invited and all these other people they're just positive all the time that's not true either but that dialogue is being perpetrated and and promoted when this sort of thing happens. So, as I said, you don't have to give us specific information of what you're doing, but if you give us generic short-term and long-term goals and like, hey, you know, we hear you, we're listening, we're doing the best we can with, you know, there's a variety of experiences happening right now, we're gathering all information, here are the best places to report, you know, uh, suspected cheaters, problems, etc. Um... And, and because of that, you know, our blog post this week is, is basically us saying that here are known issues, here are things we're working on, here's feedback we've heard from the community about matchmaking, about team balancing, about, uh, about cheating, and these are the things that we are attempting to work on. We don't have any short-term concrete solutions for you right now, but just know that we are working on these things. And I know, like, week to week, you can't, you can't say that every single week. That would get kind of old, right? Every TWAB, they gotta say that, but... 
they could say we're receiving ongoing reports and coming up with ongoing solutions for the following issues uh cheating matchmaking team balancing and if they just keep putting that in there i know eventually people are like well you're just gonna say that every time that you know bungie that's not helpful you're not doing anything eventually people would start to like not really care but it just doesn't ever really feel like it, it it has it doesn't feel like it's been addressed in the appropriate way it feels like it's been sort of skirted talked around uh, and uh, avoided and then in, in this scenario then you got somebody that 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 gets blocked because they went on a rant um i don't know I personally think if they took a hard stance on cheating and we started to see some improvement on getting rid of the cheaters accounts, people would be a little bit more uh, complacent. I think people would go along a little bit easier if they started to see very, very clear movements against the cheaters. I really do. I do. I think that that goes a long way. When the ban hammer swings and you're seeing accounts getting banned and, and the crucible getting cleaned up, I think that would go a long way. My concern is they don't really know what to do. They don't have a good solution is my concern. They moved to steam out of necessity. And in the process, they don't have something set up. They like, they're just, they're not set up to deal with it. I, I, I ultimately think that's one of the reasons they don't want to talk about it. I said earlier before Q and a, if you bring up cheating as Bungie, right? If Bungie goes on their TWAB or official Twitter accounts and they bring up and speak to cheating. Okay. It's a double edged sword. Because now you're potentially turning people off from your game. They're like, I don't want to freaking play that game. They're, they're saying it's free to play, but they're also saying it's full of cheaters. Okay, so it discourages people from playing, and it encourages cheating. People are like, what? You can cheat? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna go look up some cheats, and I'm gonna go cheat in Destiny. You see, it's a double-edged sword. So like, I think that's one of the reasons. Like, they don't really it, because they don't have any immediacy to the solutions right now. There's nothing. There's nothing in their tool bag to like fix this in the in the immediate future because of that you're dealing with you're you're dealing with a a, you're dealing with a a, sort of a silent treatment situation you know if we say anything it deters people from playing if we say anything it promotes people cheating it's 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 kind of a double whammy you're going to lose more potential players and encourage more people uh to cheat yeah be right back gonna go cheat exactly so it's like Twitch took that attitude for a long time with view botting. Like they didn't want to talk about view botting because if you talk about view botting, other people are like, "Oh, you can view bot. I'm gonna view bot." I, I probably talked about it too much because I talked about how people did it and when they did it, and they took advantage of empty directories. Then people did that in the Destiny directory. They took advantage of an empty directory when things were in a lull, you know, up to leading to Forsaken, and they view botted their way to prominence. And it, it was because I talked about it too much maybe I shouldn't have said anything but that's always the line right like how do you know when's the right time to speak when's the right time to draw attention to things that are that shouldn't be happening or that are irritating or whatever it's hard to know right it's really hard to know and Bungie is probably not wanting to speak definitively to cheating because it again it passively promotes it and passively discourages people from playing Arcanus. Considering last season we had near 50-50 split, some days between PvP and PvE, do you think Bungie could have looked at the numbers and made more of an effort to dedicate bandwidth uh, and have a clear focus rather than balance changes? Well, you have to understand something. They didn't know what was going to happen during Shadowkeep. They didn't know they were going to have a good solid influx of players and solid player base numbers every day. 
as Luke Smith said in one of his director's cuts, they have to kind of play simultaneous bets sometimes. So they couldn't mid-season start making all these adjustments and plans for Season of Dawn. Everything for Season of Dawn was already kind of in the hopper, structured, built, and and kind of getting prepared before it got here. So they can't like mid-season of, of Undying being like, dude, the numbers are great. We need to really dedicate more effort to PvP for Season of Dawn. They just don't have the ability to do that midstream. The schedules, the structures, and the plans are already put in place. Now, maybe they made some adjustments and things for the spring, and I would that would be right. That would be a welcome, welcome thing, um, because people would say, "Hey, you know, you guys have had to kind of have nothing for a while, and now we've got a big update coming for you with the spring update." You know, and a lot of people think that's potentially why they think trials is going to come in the spring uh, more than now. So, uh. I would, I would say, I would say that anytime they watch the community and they gather feedback and make changes, it takes almost nine months for us to see those changes. I mean, look at Forsaken to Shadowkeep. A lot of the stuff we were saying in Black Armory and Drifter, we didn't see a lot of those changes and adjustments made until we got all the way to this season. It took almost an entire year. It just, they can't mid-season be like, oh, people like... A good example would be Black Armory right into Drifter. Oh man, people really love Ada's frames. Oh man, what are we going to do? We better get we better completely adjust Drifter. I mean, for Pete's sakes, Luke Smith even said it with the Menagerie. Before the Menagerie dropped, they were like Menagerie's not going to have the same level of like intentionality that Ada's frames did. Um, there was a little bit more of a you had to go grind for the materials then you needed the materials then you ran out of the materials so there was a little less control there with Ada you just grab the frame got the gun grab the frame got the gun grab the frame got the gun like it was oh it was it was a great great turnover rate so even even Ada to the menagerie they had to uh, they had to kind of admit up front it wasn't gonna feel quite as as crisp as Ada's frames did but then look what happens the Shadow Keep rolls out, and what do we get? We get Ada's frames at Ikora. We get Ada's frames on the Lectern table. Uh, a little bit. Lectern's a little bit truncated by the need for the currency, um, but still, those those value points influenced by Black Armor and Ada don't really land until like a year later. It just it just takes a while sometimes to get things to get the rudder to turn midstream is is really I think one of the uh, one of the significant challenges. I think I have enough Cabal now, so we could probably switch to Lake of Shadows for speed's sake. We need to kill two more bosses after this. Resident Raccoon, I apologize for being off topic, but do you think Osmosis Perk is Bungie's way of hinting that they're going to back to the elemental primaries like we had with Vogg and the Crota Raid weapons? It could be a good test. A lot of people said, well, if they go back to elemental primaries, doesn't that negate Osmosis? It really doesn't, because then you could have a gun that can have two... Uh, two elements and you can switch them you know on the fly so if you have a gun that's default is void and you're running an arc subclass you could switch it to arc temporarily uh, which would be um, really good that would be a nice perk to have um, so osmosis would not suddenly be a dead perk if they gave us elemental primaries if anything it would be a more appealing perk honestly uh, T-Funk do you think Bungie is trying to push away the I only play PvP and Destiny? Bungie adds so much to PvE and people never in, uh, and people never engage with it. 
people they add so much to PVE and people never engage with it. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you mean that there are people who never engage with it? Not that there's not that there's stuff that doesn't get engaged with. What T Funk is saying here is that there are people who never engage with that side of the game. Um, listen, you know, I had my video where I felt like PVP was going away, and that was a while ago, and people thought I was nuts. But I mean, the more you look at it, the more it starts to feel like, do you even want the PvP players to play? You know, you're blocking, you're blocking PvP content creators. Um, you're 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 not addressing cheating in any definitive way, even a vague way. You're saying nothing about it. You know, do do you? It, it, it look. I think it's fair to be like, do you even want do you even want us to play this season? Like, what what is this? And trials trials isn't gonna be isn't gonna be the hero moment right where the hero walks in the room and everything gets better trials is certainly going to help but it's not going to fix everything if anything it it could potentially highlight unfixed problems more it could cause it cause more problems uh than it fixes um so i don't know though if bungie's end goal is to say if you slowly starve that side of the game and feed the other will will we end up with instead of a 60-40 split, are they trying to go to more of an 80-20 split? Like, a very, very small group of people who only play PvP, and then you got a big fat middle bunch that plays kind of both, and then you got, like, another small percentage of people who only play PvE. I don't know. Like, imagine, like, a a Venn diagram that's like a 20-20 with a 60 in the middle. Each of the extremes on left and right are 20%. They're, 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 they're a smaller and smaller portion of the community that only plays PvP and that only plays PvE. And then slowly the, 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 the group in the middle grows to a 60% that people that play both. Maybe they're trying to get that middle part of the Venn diagram fatter because um, maybe they think that that's healthier. I don't know. Because if you keep adding game modes like Scorch and I've got bounties where I need to go in Crucible or things that I need to do in Crucible, you'll see me in there more often. Scorch is just such throwaway, simple fun. And, you know, it. I like it. And I continue to say I think there's more potential in Destiny's PvP for silly game modes like that. But I know people that want don't want that to be the case because, you know, Crucible's got an amazing feel when the gun plays right and you don't want to minimize that by always having gimmicky game modes but I just I don't know it they may be moving in that direction because it's clear that the PvP crowd is 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 disengaging right now is that a long term goal for Bungie I have no idea I really don't um Thick Sphinx says, do you think the game could survive a season of no content, but constant quality of life and loot improvements similar to Rainbow Six Siege? As a PvP main, I feel like this season might be rough during, but overall would significantly increase the longevity of the game. Here's the problem. And I think we have a really, really good example of this right now. They have made a lot of adjustments and changes to Crucible, but nobody's really talking about it because there's bad things in there. I think quality of life improvements are really, really hard to detect. And the reason that they're hard to detect is because unless you're really in tune with what's going on in Destiny, you you don't know that they did XYZ to the hoppers or XYZ to the matchmaking. You don't know any of that, right? So, no, there will not be a TWA today. So, that's why I think a whole season of quality of life would be a pretty big risk. It'd be a pretty big risk because there you're you're gonna have 
<laughs> you're gonna have people playing the game the whole season they're like wait are they doing anything are they launching anything I think the content rhythm right now to me to me makes sense to imagine okay so you've got the obelisks okay and I've continued to say that's what Shaq should look like for the season now look at the calendar an exciting thing for a PvE player is that every week there's something new. There was two new obelisks, then there was a new boss, then there was the dawning, then there's another boss, then there's hard mode for uh, the sundial, then there's the Empyrean Foundation, whatever the frick that is. There's rescuing Saint-14, he's got new bounties. Like, there's always something kind of happening for us to check in and check out. You know, we're like, oh, what's going on? And for Crucible, if Shax had an inventory like the obelisk, you could stagger it and be like, all right, this week he only has this frame. Next week he's going to be introducing a second frame. And then the week after that, he's going to be introducing new bounties to help you level up a little bit faster. Um, and then the following week, he's going to be doing this. So every week as a Crucible player, you're logging in to be like, okay, what Shaq's got for me this week? You make him like the hub of activity. Because right now, we log in and we're like, what's going on with Saint-14? Oh, he's in the tower. What's going on with this? Oh, there's two new obelisks. What's going on with this? There's a new boss. You know, and you'd be like, well, the boss was lame. You know, the boss hardly did anything different in Sundial. Okay, sure. But again, it creates intrigue and activity. And that's where the Crucible, in my video, that's why I said, the, the the daily, wow, the daily weekly and seasonal ritual grind is not there for crucible and i think they'd get a ton of mileage out of trying to do that with an npc and a seasonal rank with that npc that leads to things and then each week he's your hub it's like what's he got this week oh a new frame oh what's he got this week oh i can't get that frame until i get all these bounties turned in so gotta start working on my bounties oh i can't do that until i turn this in oh i'll have to get that next week there's no way i'm hitting level 25 this week but i could probably hit it next week if i if i put in the time you see what i'm saying you you have to create that that ritual that daily, weekly, and ritual like prod and push, and they're not doing that. And that's where, that's why people complain that you could get the ritual weapons too easy. Because at least with pinnacle weapons, it was like a seasonal thing. It might take you a month and a half or so. Um, so that's what that's what I would do if I was in charge. I would always set my sights on something like that that can be updated, trickled, and again adding value to an existing thing that people are familiar with they don't have to learn anything you know they go to the they go to the crucible npc and they're like oh there's there's what everything we need he's got this and this and this and i i can clearly see my progress that was something i said in my video it's like there needs to be a clear sense of progress and reward so the reward would be the gun frames you're getting guns as a reward from grinding crucible and then in tandem with the sense of progress you have a sense of, uh, I'm sorry, with a sense of reward, you have, you have uh, a, re- a progress. I'm getting reward and I'm getting progress. I'm getting both. Gun frames and I'm leveling up. Those go in tandem. That's why the season pass works so well. It's kind of a both and. You're moving the season pass and seeing the number going up and you're getting rewarded accordingly. Like you're, you're seeing the little, you're seeing the little thing, you know, fill up. And every time that happens, you're like, oh, a reason for me to log in, a reason for me to do something. And if if that's not happening, it's not surprising that people walk away. They're like, oh, there's no real reason to log in. I got the linear fusion, you know? Mm-mm. So, next question. 
is from Dark Seraphim, but I clicked on the wrong thing. I don't know what I just did. Uh, can Bungie... Wait. Do you think the difficulty tiers in Crucible is plausible? Similar to Strikes with tiers that you can choose. Do you think having it locked behind a currency of prestige level would be asking too much? Maybe a certain amount of valor resets? I don't know why you'd want a difficulty tier in Crucible. Like, what are you going to do? You do less damage and take more damage? I don't think any, anybody would willingly do that. I mean, I don't know. I don't. It didn't seem like people responded all that well uh, to the lower your light and iron banner thing. It seemed like a lot of people didn't really want to do that. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the focus right now. My focus again would be you've got to create a weekly, daily, ritual incentive. What the frick is it? What is it? There's got to be one. There isn't one. So the daily, weekly, and seasonal, you know, ritual incentive for Crucible is presently a zero. How do you make it not a zero? You got to fill the box with something. So... Again, that it's easier said than done. Bungie is working on limited bandwidth, and I think sometimes we forget that. We're like, oh, just do it, Bungie forehead. Just create content forehead. And I don't want to sound like that. Uh, but at the same time, it's no secret that the Crucible has, you know, the Crucible side of the game, they've been asking, you know, uh, for a little bit of love uh, for a while. <laughs> you know? Ashen Hollow. Can Bungie be afraid of investing in Crucible because of the season of the Drifter, essentially trying to build up a bad portion of the game only to have it blow up in their face? I mean, Crucible is really bad right now. I would take a lot of effort to fix. Well, I don't know if it's Drifter that's making them gun-shy. I don't know if it's Drifter that's making them gun-shy. I think what's making them gun-shy is that there is only so much they can do with it. Um, And so they're trying to come up with what I think is a pinnacle activity, Trials to say if you want to aspire to something there it is so think about it what, what was i just saying there's no aspirational thing there's no season long thing to go after well in their mind trials could be an answer to that as well as an answer for the hardcore players because if you're like well i'm not really good enough for trials okay well gear up practice get better find some people and you can aspire to it or Um, If they bring back the bounty system like they had, then that's something for you to do even if you're not amazing. Again, you're giving people that sense of reward and progress. They're logging in. You could have them ranking up the, you know, the the NPC for trials, whoever it ends up being, Osiris, or uh, if it's not Osiris, you could have it be... um, Saint 14, which is what a lot of people have been saying they think it's going to be. You know, it could be him. And then you have that sense of like, well, better level him up each week, better turn in the bounties and do it. And then obviously then there's the people that are going flawless. There's the people that are, you know, going in and sweating and putting their headbands on and they're ready to go. They're ready to win. And they're they're going flawless every week. So that would be good spectrum, right? You have the more casual players enjoying the content. You have the more hardcore players enjoying the content. And I think that'd be a pretty big win. And in Bungie's mind, that might be a two for one special. Like, well people wanted a seasonal ritual like weekly daily grind this is at least weekly every weekend it's definitely aspirational uh and then season seasonal you could basically be like if you want to raise his you know your rank with this guy you gotta have to play every weekend and grab those bounties um so 
And if, you know, if people are worried about hacking and DDoSing in Trials, that's where I think you could just put a paywall in front of it. Like, nope, you can't play unless you own the season. And then you can't play unless you're 950. And then once you're 950, you have to do a quest with Osiris or Saint or something that lasts for, you know, two weeks or something. So everybody gets in the same way initially, but then cheaters that get banned have got to jump through like 18 hoops to get back in. And that's going to get old really, really fast, especially even if they're, even if you could argue like they're making money and so the money to buy and get back in and grind back up to 950 is worth it because there are people that would cheat and like carry people to the lighthouse or whatever um i would say if they have to go through a multi-week quest as well as probably two weeks to get to 950 maybe more um then you're talking about they gotta wait a month to jump back in i think that'd be a big big help bungie just has to be better about quick action they gotta be better about quick action. We shouldn't be able to see a video of somebody cheating blatantly in the Crucible and then looking at reports of the player activity that they've been doing it for 160 games straight or whatever. That that shouldn't be a thing. Listen, call a spade a spade. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. You're Bungie. You're Bungie. You're the creators of Halo. You, you're you're the PvP pioneers and, and you got guys cheating for 160 plus games. You gotta get on the stick. You got to get on this. Like it's embarrassing. Other developers would be would be just as embarrassed if not more and be like, "Man, look at how bad our game looks right now." Like it happened with Apex. It happened with Fortnite and they had to take quick and decisive action to get it to stop. And I'm not saying it's easy. I don't think they're sitting on their hands, but man oh man, you got to you got to get on this cuz it's a free to play game and you're having a you're having a viral you're having a viral moment in the wrong way. <laughs> you're having a viral moment in the wrong way more bans equals less eververse you think people that are cheating in the crucible on alt accounts or extra accounts are spending money in the eververse are you freaking crazy why would anybody do that if they're creating alts to cheat and carry people to the lighthouse or carry people in comp they're not spending money in the dadgum eververse because they're going to lose all the stuff they buy there's literally no way they're spending money in eververse um Man on the Moon, how do you combat recoveries cheating? Well, obviously, if if people if people are doing recoveries and people are like, what's a recovery? Well, it's where you take somebody's account and play for them. So then you don't have to wait a month to jump back in the pool. You can play on my account, and I've already done everything, right? I've already gotten to 950. I already have the quest line done. And then you're you run into the problem of well, then every single time I'm playing against somebody who's done all those things, it very likely could be, uh, it very likely could be a cheater who's just playing on this guy Steve's account. Well, if you're paying for a recovery and the people that are doing the recoveries are slowly but surely getting people their accounts banned, uh, I think I think their I think their their business is going to dry up really friggin' really friggin' quick, right? Their business is going to dry up pretty quick. They're not going to have a whole lot of people signing up to have their account with all their loot and all their all their DLC and all their Eververse purchases and all their stuff banned. You know, I, I would I would hope that eventually it would that would be like a snake eating its tail. You would just slowly but surely ruin your own business because people are like, dude, I'm not freaking doing that. I'm not getting my account banned. I'm not going to pay this guy you know, to, <laughs> to get my account banned. Thank you to the guys who just helped me out run through that. That was excellent. Uh, we got all of our obelisk bounties done on one character already. That's nice. Um, 
So, I that would be my hope is that eventually the business would dry up for him, and then it would uh, it would it would be it would be it would be a slow a slow and sure death. Um, so, because again, again, that's the idea, right? Is you want to make as many barriers as you can between people jumping in free to play and jumping back in the pool and banning them is not the only solution because you can ban and they can be on a proxy so you can't IP ban them because their IP will change hardware bans you can hardware spoof there's plenty of ways to get around hardware and IP bans so they create an account they jump in they cheat they get banned they do it again these people are are scum right like they ruin it for everybody else however if they have to jump through all those hoops and they got the level and there's a multi-week quest line then they're way less likely to be in the player pool fortress wailed what do you think of crucible having its own season pass level 1 to 100 with its own rewards including unique cosmetics ritual weapon ranks at 100 if progression is only achievable through crucible activity and bounties this can incentivize players you're just taking the idea that I've already outlined with taking the obelisk put it in Shax's inventory and have levels throughout the season that you're aspiring to and you're just calling it a season pass the reason I don't want to do your idea isn't because it's not mine people love that they're like he shoots down ideas that are not his no this would be confusing Having multiple season passes would be confusing. Having an NPC that you rank up would not be confusing. It would be accessible. It would make sense to people's already existing sort of schema for Destiny. They already get that you go to a you go to a, an NPC and you grab bounties and you have rank. Like that's not a new system. Multiple season passes, I think, would be slightly absurd, uh, and maybe it would be a little bit. It, it, there's such a thing as like too much of a good thing, right? If you start putting the entire dadgum game in this menu, I think people would start to be like, "What the frick? Do we just live in this season pass menu?" I didn't realize I'm already in the in the 70s. Like, I could see them doing like a whole lane down here that only advances for Crucible, but again, that gets confusing. I, I think it would be better to like when I go up to this obelisk. Right? It's clear. Oh, there we go. It's clear that, like, I've got all of the ranks, right? Rank 11. I look at that and that's satisfying. All of my obelisks are rank 11. That feels really, really good. And then when I go to Shaxx, I could see something similar and then be like, okay, let me grab my bounties. Again, it's that ritual. There's that ritual. You go to the tower. You go up the shacks. You you grab all your bounties. You see your rank. You see he's got a daily objective for you, a weekly objective with rewards attached. And then the higher you go, the cooler stuff you get. They haven't iterated on these guys enough. Now, to be fair, I kind of like Bungie's approach. They've done things outside of the NPCs. They did Ada, then they did Ikora, they did the Lectern Table, they did the Chalice, now they've done the Obelisks. Bungie has more than enough information now to say this would be a fantastic, robust, and thoughtful quality of life update to an NPC like Shax or like Zavala. You know, give them all these different things. We've, we've done eight different iterations of this. And here's a here's a great way uh, here's a great way to structure it. They've they've learned enough. I kind of like that more than if they throw something into Shax or Zavala that we end up liking, but they end up finding problematic and they have to take it away. Well, now we feel like they've taken away our toy. But if they don't do anything and they collect all this information and then they finally go to him and they're like, "All right, we can do this." with shacks it'll be a great seasonal thing we can update it every season it'll be a really good quality of life it'll give the crucible something to to to, to do on the daily and weekly you know grind 
then it's more thoughtful and more well-rounded because it's been sort of tested in other NPCs and in other environments. Has anyone from Bungie addressed cheating? I've not seen anything definitive said. I mean, I think periodically they say, here are the best places to report people that you suspect cheating, and that's just sort of a... That's sort of a non-statement. That's like copy-paste. It's like interacting with a bot on like a dial tone, like press one for... It's like... They're, they're basically just telling you what you already know as you vent on Twitter or the forums or whatever um, about people cheating. Um, so, I, I get, and again, I get the double-edged sword nature of it. If you draw too much attention to it, like I said a little bit ago, it discourages people from playing and then encourages other people to start cheating. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Ashen Hollow. From a business financial perspective, what does Crucible bring to the table? All the Eververse stuff is clearly aimed at PVEers. Well, you have to understand something that Crucible is a good catalyst, especially in a free-to-play game, because people understand it. People might not understand this director, the planets, the activities, the loot grind, what the frick are the perks, but they understand how to go into an, an arena and shoot at people and capture points like control, okay? It's a really great catalyst to the lion's share of first-person shooter gamers out there. They can just jump right in and they can say, hey, you know, this is a great catalyst. Then they start to see, oh, there's different guns, there's different subclasses, there's different abilities, and they start to want to play more. It's It's a good gateway you know, sampling to get people in. Now, prior to free to play, I would have said, well, number one, it's Bungie. So they're not just going to suddenly not do any PvP at all. That's been clear. And they have definitely acquired a fan base around it. So if you suddenly didn't have that, you would lose a lot of players. And there's no telling how many of them do buy the new DLCs and new content because a lot of the times that's how you get the new exotics. And exotics are sometimes a very central and focal point and focal piece of PvP because they're strong and they're influential. And you know that's that's like thousands of players uh hundreds of thousands of players every single every single season that are potentially not going to pay if they just suddenly get rid of it um so i i think i think to insinuate that that it's not generating revenue um i know i've done this in the past right i know i've done this in the past and kind of said crucible is probably not generating that much revenue they have to make the maps and the updates free um, but I do think the, 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 the PVPers are prone to maybe buying an emote to, you know, to kind of style on them, or maybe they want to buy the new season cause they see those exotics and they know exotics are important. Um, so I, I do think they generate revenue. Do they generate less? Probably, probably lightning J. Do you think we should have a crucible community manager that we could bring feedback to? I think members of the community only see Dylan as the only one manager at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, I experience the community managers in such a different way than you guys, because I'm a content creator. I've interacted with them and them in real life. Um, and I went from being, I went from being a favorite to being invisible, like, like that. And we still don't really know why. And I have my own theories as to why, but, um, 
so like my experience my interacting with him is so different than you guys so if you're if you think the community only sees dylan i don't know why that is cosmo seems to be very active on the forums and reddit i see him replying to people all the time that seems to be his wheelhouse which i mean makes sense right it, it makes sense that's where cosmo came from for that to be his wheelhouse of influence uh deej steps onto the battlefield when we need when we need the captain you know the guy from the 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 back of the line to come forward and make big statements and i think he does a very good job at that they also use him for their streams um and I, i think he's done a fine job being the the big the big picture guy you know he's not down into the he's not down in the in the in the trenches as much he's more drawn back battle plan big picture guy and i think he does a fine job at that i think I think that one of the one of the issues with Dylan is that he gets like it's like he he gets like kind of snippy because it's like he's doing memes and bread and he's kind of laughing he also likes to tease people he's teased me before and I take it in stride I don't care and I think sometimes people see that and they're like this guy's a little snippy like he snipped at somebody once about like would you have rather bought it full price uh, from the Eververse and it was just like whoa what was that um I don't dislike him I just think sometimes he comes off in a way that's like it's it can seem a little it can seem a little like whoa like he's less I don't know I think I like that about him that he's not all like commercial he's not all corporate <laughs> he's not some corporate head that comes down to talk to us it's like it's Dylan he's a little goofy he can get a little snippy he talks about bread a lot right he goofs he jokes he makes fun of people I like that we don't have some corporate head coming down and talking to us but I think the crucible team starts to feel like you're not taking this serious you're not taking us serious and they start to get angry and then you see some of the things happening like people getting blocked and stuff so it would be maybe better if somebody said hey this person is really going to spearhead community feedback on the crucible uh they're on the crucible team they've worked on crucible for the last couple of years and blah 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 because i think what happens is these guys are expected to be like a jack of all trades like you know what I'm saying? Dylan, Cosmo, and Deej aren't going to be carrying people to the lighthouse. That's not their forte. That's not their specialty. That expectation is unreasonable. We don't need these guys to be PvP gods, but then what ends up happening is it can start to feel like, well, maybe these guys are really out of touch with what needs to happen in the Crucible. Maybe that's why they're not saying anything. So it might be a smart play in the future, especially if their plan to bring back Trials is a very... It's, if that's a pivotal decision, if that's like a pillar of their of their future plan... Um, if, if that's part of their plan, then I would say you might want to bring somebody in that is like a crucible, like expert to say, we hear you on that. Here's some of the background from the, from the crucible team about why we can't do anything about that right yet. Yep. We understand that's an issue right now. I know that Dylan and Cosmos play a lot of PVP and I'm not saying they're slouches and they're terrible. What I'm saying is, is. I think it would go really, really far to have an actual, almost like a liaison from the Crucible team to interact with the community to put some meat on the bones behind, like, why an update didn't happen or can't happen yet or, hey, we hear you. We are monitoring that right now. We are trying to implement a plan. Because here's what I think happens. The, The community guys are out on the forefront and it's not their job to speak to every fire. It's not their job to speak to every problem. Every time you get cheated against, every time you have a bad experience in the Crucible, it's not Dylan's job to, like, come to you with, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry this happened. Like, like at Disney, you know, oh, you're not having a magical experience. I'm here to fix that. 
that's not their job their job is to be like a funnel a receptacle to like just receive all the feedback and to then speak back and say this is what we're presently doing this is what we're presently uh you know uh looking at and addressing and whatever so they can't get down into like the muck and the mire of like every single thing of like well what about this what about leveling what about the artifact like i'm not gonna tweet at dylan and be like do you guys have any plans to put the champion mods on the exotics you know I'm not going to do that. Now, I might tweet at him if he says, what are your guys' thoughts on the exotic this season? I might tweet at him and say, not that great. Uh, It's just not that great. It's another season where exotics are getting left out of the pool. Uh, The champion mods seem to be really, really limiting our loadouts in unhealthy ways. It'd be better to use modifiers on the sundial to motivate me to try out a bow or a sidearm instead of me having to run a bow an entire season. You see what I'm saying? (coughs) So... Pardon me. I do think that that would go a long way to have somebody. You don't really need a PVE expert to step onto the landscape, but with Crucible, it might go a long way to be like, hey, here's so-and-so. They've been on the Crucible team for X number of years, and they're going to be here to periodically do briefings and respond to your questions, like do an AMA or something on Twitter and just have them responding to questions. I think that might be a really, really good start. You know, it'd be a really, really good start because I think what's happening is we're zeroing in on a problem. Okay. The problem being crucible engagement, matchmaking in the crucible and cheating. Okay. We're zeroed in on these problems. And when you zero in on something, it becomes the most important thing. And since we're zeroed in on it, we're like looking at Dylan and Cosmo and Deej and we're like, can you guys respond to this? And they're probably thinking, not really, not right now. We don't have anything to say. We don't have any marching orders. We don't have anything in the docket. We got no bullet points for you. So they don't say anything. And then people just start to feel like, what is happening then? Like, are you going to do anything about cheaters? Are you going to do anything about this? Are you going to do anything about At least with the Crucible liaison, they could say, listen, we are doing everything in our power to handle these situations as they come. Please use these avenues to report uh, suspected cheaters. You know, and do your best to draw it to my attention when it happens. And then this person could be checking their Twitter Oh, we got people doing it right now. Just got a video. Let's let's monitor those players right now. You know. Oh, this streamer's getting stream sniped right now by cheaters. Let's get on that. Let's let's get on that. <laughs> you know, that that would be that would be I think a uh, a start. You know, players whine too much for that. Listen, you either you either start to lean in, right? You either start to lean in or players are going to lean out. There's no there's no like, "Oh, you you're doing this if you want to." <laughs> you better start leaning in or folks are going to lean out. They already have. Look at the player base numbers for Crucible. Super MG. Do you think they need to change how Iron Banner works? For me, the bad thing about it is that the bounties quest and playing control isn't as bad as this, but focusing on bounties and quests makes me feel bad. Um I would say that Iron Banner, as it's structured, as people sort of relayed the information to me, because I didn't play it, but as they relayed the information to me, the fact that you have to do bounties, some of which are really painful, like getting rocket launcher kills, um, you know, people are people are saying it, it doesn't promote teamwork, it's awful, it's horrible. And the fact that you have to, you have to actually, like, you 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 have to finish all that before you can cash in your tokens. I think structurally it needs to be you know it needs to be addressed. 
Um, Policing streamer games in real time seems like a bad gambit, no pun intended. Would increase the idea that Bungie caters to streamers, but the cheaters in my game don't matter? Well, no, Scrabble, think about it like this. Think about it like this. Streamers are like a great bug zapper, right? (laughs) They're a great bug zapper. You're going to be able to get people all day long. It's like putting a cop at the bottom of some space where you know people speed like crazy. It's like, here they come. Come to Papa, right? Why not watch a streamer? Why not? What? Oh, there, there's another one. Look, yeah, he's got a teleporter in his game. Can we run a check on that account? You know what I'm saying? That's not all they need to do. Again, listen to what I said. You're, you're, you're singling out one of my suggestions. The, the liaison from the Crucible team would be literally there to say, use these avenues to report. If you send me video evidence on this Twitter feed, I will look into it as soon as I can. So no, that's not just catering to streamers. You left out that part, and you only zeroed in on one part of what I said. Seriously, streamers would be a great resource. They're, they're getting stream sniped like crazy. Why wouldn't you watch a streamer? It's a free resource. What's going on? Oh, he's getting hit? Yeah, look at that name. Get him out of here. What what kind of a message would that send to the community? Dude, they're hitting people in real time. Did you see that clip? Half the team got bought for cheating. It was amazing. Good job, Bungie. It would be celebrated. If people would be like, oh, they only care about streamers, they could be like, no, we are actively pursuing uh, people to ban, and you just happen to see one, right? It's, <laughs> I don't know. You, you could do that. You could do that. Or you could just keep blocking people who get a little too gruff. <laughs> like, which do you want to do? Which do you think is going to be better for the PR? It's Archite. What's the best way to fix a current state of Iron Banner? Feels like a waste of time. I would maybe move against hyper-specific uh, bounties. We've talked about this in other bounty discussions. Move away from hyper-specific bounties and let people spend their tokens before they finish all of them. That seems so weird to be like, you got to do 18 things before you can even spend your tokens. Somebody just told me, like, they're like, I have 90 tokens I can't spend because I'm not going to get it done before tomorrow's reset. and I'm, Or not tomorrow's reset, uh, reset. They just don't have the time or they don't have the care to go through these these bounties. I would do those two things red alert after completing pvp pinnacles and achieving unbroken title uh is there any incentive to play pvp thus the community suffers what are some suggestions to give them reasons to grind it out i went through this in my video so you're not gonna i'm not giving you the exact thing i've said multiple times today just turn shacks into an obelisk kind of with levels of rank that you grind throughout the season (coughs) you mean hyper specific quest line the bounties are rather generic Somebody was saying there's a bounty for like 10 rocket launcher kills. That seems pretty specific to me. So, uh, Resident Recon. Do you think Bungie should take after Warframe and add daily login rewards that give us bright dust coupons for 10% off the Eververse, giving us things for PvP? Well, I'm going to be honest. Um, oh, that's part of the quest. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm relaying what I was told in chat. So, getting 10 rockets is part of the quests. Okay, sorry. I would let people turn in their tokens before having a hyper-specific quest. Um, what you're suggesting, and I'm not I'm not trying to be chintzy. People on my YouTube comments are like, this guy is so rude. He's so different in his Q&A than his 10-minute video. Well, I know this is tough when you want to jump to criticism of content creators because, like, that's in vogue, but... A 10-minute video where I'm trying to get through an outline so you can have a really, really good morsel of content isn't the same as me shooting off the cuff and dealing with 
litanies of questions on different subjects on the fly in front of a live audience so cut me some dadgum slack however I'm not trying to be rude but this feels chintzy like log in and get coupons and bright dust what I would say is you have daily bounties have daily objectives so you go to Shaxx and he has a daily objective a weekly objective that those dailies contribute to um a monthly objective, a seasonal objective. So you're always checking your rank. You're always checking your progress with him. And it was the obelisks we leveled up super fast. So you don't want to hit max level with him in like a week or two. You would want to have it be something that is naturally drug out. You wouldn't be like, well, I finished it in three weeks. No, you got to keep coming back and hitting your daily and weekly objectives. Now, obviously, you'd be like, well, what's going to happen to somebody who falls behind Lono? What's going to happen to you know somebody who, who can't play? You could have... The final month maybe increase progression a little bit. Will people just wait until the final month? No, probably not. They can re- they can enjoy the rewards and the spoils along the way instead of sitting out until the last month. Structured inte- intelligently, and people wouldn't do that. But you could have some sort of a catch-up mechanic at the end of the season to ensure that like you can get your objectives and your and everything done to try to get your maximum rewards. Or at the same time, you could also say, look, you barely played. You could make the daily and weekly objectives so reasonable that if you miss a couple days or even a week or two, it's not going to kill your progress. Like Make it reasonable. But again... It would be a reason to log in that day and play for a couple hours. And if you miss playing, you know, Sunday through Wednesday, it wouldn't be that hard to get your weekly objective done, you know, Thursday and Friday night. You know, make it make it reasonable. But again, imagine if you complete your weekly objective on Monday and Tuesday and you're like, what the frick? What do I do now? Well, you'd have daily bounties and daily objectives and an ever increasing rank with shacks that has benefits. So, um, I would do that before I would do something like you suggested here, because what you're suggesting here feels like a log in and get it and log back out. What I'm suggesting is log in, check it, complete it, engage and play. And that's better for the funnel of players than what you're what you're outlining. Uh, Silva Storm had 13 months of subs and Ixen with 43. Welcome back. Ellipsis. Do you think Bungie should still have a lighthouse for a winning card? Do you think they need to make it more attainable for regular players? I've already kind of outlined what I think that they want to do here. I don't know if I did it in this Q&A. You have bounties for players like myself. I can get stuff. I can kind of raise my rank with the Trials NPC for that season. And then you have the lighthouse with adept or better versions of the guns, cooler versions of whatever. Um, you can't have it be like a, a, a game a game changing you know thing. It would have to be it would have to be marginal the way that it was in Destiny 1. Guy with gun. Why do Crucible bounties and quests have you play in ways that are not cohesive to the game modes? I don't I don't know if it's because they're randomized. So like because like today the weeklies from the obelisks were great. It was like kill Cabal and do adventures. They were two separate ones. And I was like I can do adventures on Mercury, and I got like half the Cabal done while I was doing that. And then I had to kill five strike bosses. No problem. Boot up some strikes with Cabal bosses. And I can kill Cabal, and I can kill strike bosses. There was some great synergy this week. And sometimes there's not synergy in the bounties at all. You're like, what? what is all this? Um, so it i think it's because they spit out sometimes i think that they're just spitting out random stuff and it doesn't co- it doesn't have a cohesion with what you're doing 
TK Lotus, what do you think about the overall reward system in PvP, like Battle Pass? I've already talked about this multiple times, what they should do with Shaxx and the leveling system for the season. Astrid, will PvP-only players pay for trial content? You better believe they would, because they know it'd be a good barrier for cheaters. Uh, Mr. Storm, Mr. Stormzy, it might be a silly question to ask, but what do you do when you hit light 960? Uh, what's the fastest way to get to 970? When you get to 960, you can only do pinnacles. There's, a, there's only a couple of pinnacles in the game. Uh, raid, Master Nightmare Hunts, uh, was a weekly nightfall, and then Iron Banner when it's here. Lotus. Do you feel like Crucible should deserve a boost in rewards like Enhancement Cores and Prisms? I feel like the day-to-day rewards from Crucible, nothing is my progression. You're touching on a small problem that's solved by a bigger solution, right? What you're touching on is what I addressed in my video. There is no day-to-day, week-to-week, season-to-season, month-to-month ritualistic grind of Crucible. There's nothing there. What you're describing would land in a solution that I that I came up with, which is the obelisk. If Shax becomes like an obelisk where the more you play, the more you level him, think about it. When you hit rank 15 in the Crucible, a reward could be a chance of prisms and enhancement cores to drop from games. And every once in a while they drop. You're like, oh, sweet. Um, he could have... Um, a weekly uh, achievement a weekly um, what do we call them objective he has a weekly objective and if you complete it he could give you some of that end game end game reward and end game currency so what I'm coming up with is a solution this is like a microcosmic problem it's like well in the micro it's like if I want to get any of these things of currency I can't and then somebody else is like well I don't really care about that I just want to grind for guns and somebody else is like I don't really care about that I just want a reason to like level up in the crucible all three of those people have their problem solved if you turn shacks into an obelisk with like a seasonal rank a reason to level him up benefits as you level him up weapon frames all that I, I think I think you get a lot out of turning him essentially into an obelisk the way they're presently structured so we're gonna keep on streaming I'm not shutting the stream down I'm gonna do an outro for the people who listen to this elsewhere if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe <laughs>